sitting out here, front porch, city of Irvine, Texas. Irving. Irving. Okay, see, now Irvine. I keep saying that. Keep saying Irvine. Because I live next to Irvine, California. Yeah. <laughs> but why is this why is it so nice right now? Usually it's you said it's not. <laughs> oh. Texas weather is very it's sporadic. Sometimes you can be out here on a sunny day, clear, crisp, cool day, and then all of a sudden the clouds will come in and just storm. But uh, last week or so we were we went from eighty degrees to forty degrees. It's like and one day the cold front came in, so I think that's a lot. The northern cold front, this is, uh, I guess, uh, where it meets the warm. <laughs> so this nice 80 degree, no humidity is not normal? No. <laughs> Usually in the summer, it's terrible. But you just get used to it. Uh -huh. So why did you move out to Texas from California? Well... Well, actually, uh, when um, Rachel and I got married, we were uh, trying to find a house to buy in uh, California, but real estate was so expensive. And we're thinking about school and all the other things you know you think about as a family. Mm -hmm. And we weren't going to send our kids to public school. Private school is too expensive. Homeschool, we weren't sure yet, but it's mostly, and also there was more opportunity in Texas from what I was researching. But um, I was in uh, California, I had a hard time finding a landscaping job. So I was working at Lowe's. In the meantime, to find me a job in the landscape industry. But that didn't work, that wasn't working out for me either. And I remember one time, I think what put the nail in the coffin is uh, one day I, I got out of work, my truck was stolen, found it three weeks later, burnt, and had to pay for the tow, you know, it was, and uh, before that I had received the ticket for a taillight, broken taillight, but it wasn't broken. What happened was I had replaced one of the taillights so it was brighter than the other one. So um, I went to court, told the judge, hey, I don't, I can't fix this. My truck's gone. You know, it's burnt. He goes, well, we can proceed to, you know, go to court or do you want to just pay the fine? But I don't have the truck. How can I fix it's it? It's stolen. Yeah, right? it's stolen. <laughs> right? why, do you, why, do you, why do you have to pay a fine on a stolen truck? Yeah, so there's have. there's no truck anymore. <laughs> and so I was like, I'll just pay it. And so I just sat there for a minute and continued to, just to pondering there, you know, this messed up. And the, the guy, while I was sitting there, was another guy there, an illegal. And the, they pretty much rolled out the red carpet for him. They worked with him. They said, can you make payments? Because um, he, he couldn't fit, pay the whole amount. And he told them, well, that's a lot of money. I don't have that money. And so, well, how much can you pay? 
He said, $25. I goes, all right. And I was sitting there like in shock. It was messed up. Just because I spoke English, because the whole proceeding was English. The other guy was using an interpreter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell? And what city is this in? Fresno. I was just, man, I was like, I better get out of California. This is just crazy. So, um, it was hard. I'll leave my family and my friends mm-hmm. picking up and going to somewhere you don't know. You don't have any family or friends. But uh, we came here and uh, I got a job here with... Uh, with the landscape company. Um, start off, they paid me pretty well, so the opportunity was here and then. Uh, the economy's strong here, and over the years we've really uh, formed a good uh, community of friends, Catholic friends. It's the universities here, like I was telling you earlier, um, UD. Mm-hmm. And um, the the Latin Mass parish is here, and it's it's a huge, huge church. And what's the name of the parish? Martyr Day. Our Lady, and again, Mother of God. Again, I'm here with Eddie Eddie Berto, and he's sharing his story of his move from California to Texas. So, how would you describe the parish life then here? Oh. Well, there's, I think there's over 20 ministries there at the, the parish. It's a traditional mass. There are four priests. There's something always going on for the families, for the couples. Um, just recently, uh, we did uh, Living the Vow series where um, Father asked a group of uh, parishioners that have been married for many years I think the material was yet to be married more than 10 years. <laughs> but there were some folks there that had uh, 30 years, 40 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, it, was a, it was a monthly talk. Here in the background, that's Eddie's daughter <laughs> trying to get his attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, th- that was really pre- pretty cool because it was just sharing their story of... Uh-huh. Their struggles and their kids. <laughs> oh my goodness! Just yeah, she's on, we're in the front porch here and she's trying to get Eddie, their daddy's baby, attention here. Baby, can you stop that? You know, this is what three-year-olds do. Oh man! <laughs> stop! <laughs> it, it was it was just a night of couples. Shares. We pray, start off with the rosary. Then a social, uh, we would there'd be a little short social. Then um, father would come and give his topic, and then the couple would the couples would uh, give their topic and we would um, end in uh, prayer. But we had food, we had beer and wine. So there's a there's a huge also a huge group of homeschoolers that meet there. It's like with the co-op, and so that's every week. Um, Oh, the neat thing, we're in October, um, for um, Halloween, we do an All Hallows Eve uh, party at the parish where uh, all the little kids, some of the parents, 
get dressed up as our favorite saint or uh, mm -hmm. biblical uh, heroes. We do a uh, uh, litany of prayers before we start uh, the party. And so mm -hmm. um, everyone says who they are and we say pray for us. So mm -hmm. we have Christmas uh, uh, pageant as well. Mm -hmm. They have talent shows. Mm -hmm. uh, they have retreats. Uh, we do marches for Our Lady. Mm -hmm. um, it's very active. Um, and it sounds like a strong community. Yeah. Yeah, and back in California, you hear you hear the word community a lot. Yeah, but I think a lot of times it rings hollow, and more, I mean, it means more of like government involvement. Where this is, it sounds like a true community of people. Yeah, it flourishes. And it so, and what about the narrative? Because you're a Mexican American, you you've married someone that has native native blood. Yeah, and in California, we always hear, oh, our our strength is our diversity. And of tolerance, but you as you as a Mexican American, what do you think of California's culture versus the one in because they always in California's the, the extreme leftist narrative of Texas is oh it's backwards, there's a lot of rednecks, racism, they're they're non tolerant. Um, yeah, what I hear here is a place of tolerance of true community, of gathering of people. So what do you, what do you say about the, the the narrative in California saying this is a place of tolerance? of welcoming people, of community, versus well, Texas? Well, I, I think if you're in California and you have a different mindset, say a religious conservative mindset, they don't, they don't accept you. They just bash you until they, wanna, they want you to think like them or celebrate what they do. Mm -hmm. So they don't. I mean, it's it's diverse here too as well. It, it, being in the city, it's very diverse. Um, I've met many people from many walks of life. They've, for most part, they've been very welcoming. Um, in California, there's a there's like a spirit of just of of, of an elitism of knowing more or tolerating. Um, wicked things and the liberals I think there have all these pipe dreams of being diverse but they're actually isolating groups I think mm -hmm. to go to go up against each other right so mm -hmm. you have Hispanic groups you have um, black groups like for example the I, I still don't understand it and a lot of universities do it they have graduation um, ceremonies just for the blacks, just for the Hispanics. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the hell? And how does it make you feel as a Latino, Hispanic? A Latino, Hispanic? How, how does that make, you know? I, why? We're in America. I mean, it's just, mm -hmm. we're, we're all American. There's, why cause that division? Mm -hmm. So see, that's the hypocrisy of it, is that right. you, you're saying you're inclusive, you're, you're in California, but you're not. You're but just many would say you're, you're denying your own Hispanic heritage because you don't believe this way. What do you say to that? That's that's stupid. Because look, it, I grew up in the valley, picking grapes, picking tomatoes, pruning uh, the fields, working out amongst my own people. Mm -hmm. How in the hell am I going to forget my own heritage? Is what taught me to be a, a, herd, a hard working person mm -hmm. and having morals and having uh, a work ethic. How, how am I denying my if anything, I'm an example of 
what hard work is. And I'm honoring my culture mm -hmm. that Hispanics can do all those things, you know, have a history of working hard. So look, I went to the university, I graduated, I got me a good job, I have my family, and I vote most of the time uh, conservative. You know, and so how am I denying my, my, my culture? I'm bilingual. I help out the guys on the field. See, one of the reasons why I have an advantage is because of my language. Mm -hmm. It's I, I, I go to work, I talk to the guys. Mm -hmm. I can relate to them. I'm not denying my culture. I'm, I'm actually, they like to see me interact with, with them and, and with the owners mm -hmm. and, and, you know, be kind of like a, a, a liaison to them. Mm -hmm. So for both parties, so it it's stupid for for liberals to say that, and it, especially it, with with myself being Mexican, it always taught hard work, and the biggest empowerment you can do for people is provide labor, and here in Texas, there's abundance of labor, and it empowers everyone, including Hispanics. Yeah, and you would think people would praise more economies like Texas because they're uplifting people out of poverty. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. So here's the thing. I some some things. Uh, Part of my job, since I've been here, was to hire and train guys. Okay, the the wages have gone, are gone up are tremendously. Look, you, over here, um, the cost of living is less than California. But okay, so the um, the average average wage rate for landscape field guys is fourteen dollars. That's with no experience mm -hmm. coming into the field. The if you're a foreman, it's like twenty five to thirty dollars. An hour, or salary, and th those, because there is a shortage of uh, workers. There's so much work here. Mm -hmm. It's just like people. It's a great economy. People are willing to pay, and people are doing so well here right now. Mm -hmm. um, if you really want to do well, and, and according to an article I was reading, it's it seems like. The ones moving into California are the higher wealth, and the ones of lower education, lower wealth, are moving out of California. But at the same time, again, we're told it's about, oh, we're here for the low income. We're here to help those who are disadvantaged, but at the same time, the state is not... Those, those, those disadvantaged in California can't afford it. And the right. only ones that can afford it and that are moving in are the wealthier ones. Right. And here, again, we're told, oh, you guys, it's just a bunch of right-wing. No. They don't come about, care about the poor. They don't come about, care about minorities, Hispanics. No, no. Yet, there seems to be more opportunities for those yes. in lower, yes, lower income, lower is. education, right. and minorities right. here in Texas versus California. Right. What, um, what, is, what do you say about that? Okay, look. Look at California, how people are living out of their vehicles, out on the streets. But well-educated people living out of the vehicles. How much more of a hardship is it for those people who do not have an education, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they're struggling. Some of my cousins who live in San Diego can't afford uh, a nice house, so they live in some ratty apartments. Sometimes they, they've been here for many years, and it's getting worse for them, but mm -hmm. they're paying anywhere between $2,000 to $2,500 for one-bedroom apartment. Mm -hmm. You come here, you can pay a mortgage, and plus, well, you, your mortgage would be like a thousand, two hundred to a thousand six hundred, depending where you live, mm -hmm. right? That's a monthly mortgage, right? So, 
I, I don't get it. Uh, it's it just Californians. How, how how are you helping your own people? You, mm-hmm. you can't. At this point, you can't help the the well educated. How you, how do you think you're gonna help the the poor, right? And according to this um, a report done by the Legislative Analysis Office revealed, between 2007 and 2016, California lost one million residents. So five million came in, but six million left. Right. And again, a lot of the folks that can't afford it are leaving. Yeah. And again, we're told over and over again, uh, we need more government re- regulations, uh-huh. more rent control. More higher tax, you know, we just right. passed a tax in California to increase the gas tax. Yeah. Ta- gas is higher, which affects the poor directly. If you have to right. drive to work, they're paying a dollar right. extra a gallon. Right. You go to the gas station, it's like two fifty. Yeah. Two sixty. Sometimes a gallon, where in California, yeah. it's two eighty. Yeah. Two ninety. I mean three ninety. Three ninety. More yeah. than a dollar. Yeah. So here's the deal with that. You have a lot of poor people driving. Three to four hours to get to the Bay Area, right? Mm-hmm. Stuck in traffic. Either driving from the outskirts of the coastal towns, right? Like, they, they drive from where? Stockton to the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. It's affecting the, the lower income people. Because the people that can afford to live there are not paying for the gas, mm-hmm. right? The gas tax is just the way... Just to get more money out of you, but you guys, you're doing it to yourselves. Mm-hmm. It's it's you're able to vote, but what are you afraid of? Um, and you know the Democrats run that state. You, you you can't blame the Republicans or conservatives for that. Well, look at your homeless population. It's just you go to downtown San Francisco. There's defecation and and people shooting up. You have to walk around. They have to. You know, it's it's a paradise mecca. It's liberal mecca of the world, mm-hmm. right? You go to Southern California, same thing. You have people sleeping in the parks, doing all kinds of crazy things. It's just mm-hmm. like, why? And I had noticed here too. Like, I walked downtown Dallas. I I went from the northern part of this of downtown all the way to the JFK Memorial. Mm-hmm. I didn't see one homeless person sleeping on the streets, and this is a major city. Yeah. Again. Are there homeless people here? Yes, but yes. not the numbers like we see in California. And right. Dallas is a major city. Right. I didn't see one person. I walked over 30 blocks. Yeah, and yeah you won't see right them in, in downtown. Right in the center of downtown. Yeah, you won't see them in downtown much. Uh, there, I think there's uh, the, the homeless shelters have been very effective of uh, managing that and providing for them because truly there, there are people who are in need that mentally can't, hold the job mm-hmm. you know they, they they're just so far gone or they don't know how to help themselves but um dallas has you'll you'll see homeless people by the signal getting onto the freeway and so forth but for the most part it's 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 pretty clean there are mm-hmm. parts of town yes they're a little um a little um deteriorating and a lot of home homeless but not in the same not at the same numbers as california uh irving here there's only a handful of homeless people we mm-hmm. we know who they are we don't have to avoid areas and mm-hmm. whatnot you know, they don't they're so far we've had 
not that I'm aware I've had any issues with that here. So, and why did you pick the Dallas area versus Austin, Houston? Right. Um, the job, of course, was uh, I landed the job here, and it's only five hours away from Oklahoma, where my in-laws live, and it's mm -hmm. not too far. Okay. It's a cleaner town. It's a cleaner metroplex. There's a lot more development going on here. A mm -hmm. um, lot more opportunity. Well, all all of Texas, there's a lot of opportunity. Everywhere you look, there's a crane. There are new right, buildings there going is. up. <laughs> there's a lot, yeah. yeah. Crane city. Yeah. City so. of cranes. But what's the one thing you do miss about California? Oh, I miss the weather and the food and yeah. my friends. Yeah. That's what I miss. And uh, what what's the one thing you would hope to see in California change? Like, what would be one thing you'd see in California where you'd want to move back? I, that's hard. I don't, I don't think I want to go back. I, one thing that would change, I, I guess, see, I don't know. I don't know, man. There isn't any, there isn't anything I think that comes to mind that it's like, hey, there's a magic pill, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. There isn't, because it's so complex. Right. The way it is now, it's, there's, there's, um, there's no way I could make it out there. And mm -hmm. So, for example, um, I'd have to double my income mm -hmm. to live the same uh, lifestyle that over there, over here, that if I were to move over there. And right. No one's going to pay me that much. And if they do, I, I still wouldn't go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think unless uh, California decides to get rid of all the Democrats <laughs> from office, you know, that's not going to happen though. Cause... And we're just watching a guy on a motorcycle driving by. Now, is it legal to drive on a motorcycle without a helmet? Yeah. That's one of the great things about Texas is you're not being told how to live like, every single part of your life. Like in California, you're forced to wear a helmet. Again, I'd wear a helmet, but at least, hey, this guy... He doesn't want to wear a helmet? So be it. it. Yeah. There's not a nanny state yeah. at gunpoint telling him <laughs> yeah. you have to wear a helmet or be fined. Right. So I think that's one of the great things about Texas. It's, it's more liberty-minded versus yeah. nanny state-minded when compared to California, yeah. which is sad. California, you have what, the home of Ronald Reagan. Yeah. a lot of good conservative roots in California. Right. Yet, where in a sense, politically, culturally controlled by the elites in San Francisco and Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Maybe if uh, California would break up. Break up? Well, that, that's... That would it's, be... It's being talked about right now. Yeah. In the state. It would... I think that would uh, definitely change things uh, on a large scale. And, mm -hmm. and I think dramatic and radically change the politics there and I that I think that's the one thing that would help California right to split up because for two uh, coastal cities to have full control of the whole state mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. again because one is controlled economy look at it the other one's more liberty-minded one wants to give you a bunch of stuff yeah and another we'll take our chances but have more liberty have more freedom yeah you know, it seems in Texas is, in a sense, they gambled on freedom and they're winning. Yeah. Just like Trump said, you get so tired of winning, 
It's like they're winning in Texas, and, and, We're the, winning all and time. the proof is, is an economy, the, even the faces of the people, which is very diverse, I think proving the point of free market yep. conservatism, that the proof is in the pudding. Right. If people are living a good life here. Yeah. I, try to, I try to start a business, in, uh, a landscape business in uh, California, and I had to go through so much paperwork, pay mm -hmm. so many fees, right? Uh, pay some, it's just crazy, you can't. Mm -hmm. You're so heavily regulated. Right. And I was like, oh, man, how am I going to make it here? <laughs> and here in Texas, it I think it only cost me about, uh, how much was it? About $300 to start up a business. Get it's the name not... and everything. That's it. That's all and I And that's like pay. half the price of, because I, I had a business in California, and that's, it's double what you paid here. Oh, man. Yeah. But thanks a lot, Eddie. Thanks for allowing me to chill out on your front porch yeah. on this hey. nice Texas fall day. So when you coming? <laughs> <laughs>